All right, well, you may hear a little bit of Leia chewing on a bone over here. Because <laughs> she is really into this bone, but here we go. Everybody knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange. Like looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. And everything is not the same now. It feels like all the lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all calm down, but it's killing me now. I was just uh, trying to find my uh, my pen. I've got a, a pen that I use with my iPad over here and I cannot find it. It's what I use to do all the switching. So you don't see my finger as much, you know, when I'm doing all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so here we are guys. We're doing another show. Um, I just set this up very quickly. Extremely quickly, right, Leah? I came home, I was down in the uh, where the hell was I? Hold on, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I was. I was down in the Westgate Entertainment District down in Glendale, Arizona. And I'll tell you what, a fantastic time. I went down there to go to the Yard House, which, you know, we had one of those in Vegas. Had a couple of them there in Vegas when I was stationed there for uh, three years. And I decided I was going to take a trip to... The yard house, Lay and I did a nice hike today out at um, some kind of fucking mountains. God damn it. I don't have anything prepared today at all for what I was going to say, but we went down to the mountains of, where the fuck, what was the fuck, what was the name of the mountains, Leia? 
she's right here. She's all over me because uh, I left her for a couple hours. So she's all, <laughs> she's, she's all clingy right down here next to me. But yeah, so we went for a little hike, uh, two and a half miles to, yeah, right at two and a half miles. Uh, fantastic spot. It was a little regional park that we found. Uh, seven bucks to get in a park. I'm going to go back to a second site tomorrow, actually, and probably buy an annual pass for the disabled veterans. It's like 40 bucks. So I figure, fuck it, $7, right? If I, um, if I go seven times over the next year, I'll have paid for the annual pass. So that's what we're going to do, right, Leah? That way we have nice uh, places to go hike. And it's a regional pass, so it's um, quite a few places, about 10 different spots within the Arizona area, which I'll be back and forth between Arizona, Nevada, and eventually California or for the winter. And then once the winter ends, I'll be able to go to some other places, uh, Utah, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, um, and wherever else I want to fucking go, really. Uh, the spring, I was hoping to hit up the Alaskan Highway and go over to Alaska. I've, I've talked about that before, so we'll see what happens with that. Let's see what's going on with, uh, with the video here today. So I've got this guy set up. Uh, these are my pillows. I, I store those here. Stow them, I guess, is what the, the key word is, right, when we're doing uh, RVing and um, sailing, boating, boating, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> these, these are stowed right here. This is where they stay. Uh, when I fold the Murphy bed down, you know, this uh, couch that I'm on right here, jackknife's down flat. And then this Murphy bed unhooks from up here, pulls down, and I've uh, got a nice queen bed that we can sit in. Um, i got my nice uh, display here. got a little bit of jittering going on with the video. I knew it was going to happen. doesn't look as bad as it did the other night, but this is my retirement gift that my uh, younger brother Kevin had given me. So this is nice. I mounted that up here. So when I fold the bed down, of course, it goes down flat onto the couch. But it's a nice little accoutrement for the travel trailer. Lay it. Get off of me, man. Go over there and lay down in your bed. What are you doing? So I had a few people that... Um, damn, I got my son texting me. I got other people texting me. I had a few people that... I posted a thing the other day. 30, ob 30 observations after 30 days on the road. And a lot of people said they wanted to hear some of the stories that go along with that with some of the, the 30 things that I posted on there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of quickly go through this list. I don't want to do a long show. I'm hopefully going to do an actual call-in show, dial-in show, with uh, Mr. Jordan Miller of the band Derpot and Southern Insanity, and he does some solo stuff as well. I think we're, we're going to do a dial-in uh, here in the next uh, upcoming week. Lay's over there. Lay's over there getting their bed already. Let's see if I can get a picture of her here. Nope. That's not the right one. Let's see. Yeah, she's all down here. She's all down here in her bed. <laughs> What's going on, Leia? What are you doing over here? Huh? You got your bed all all comfy now? Are you all mad that I told you to, to go lay down? You'll be alright. You'll be alright. We do a lot together. 
We do a lot together, really. We do more together than I've done with people, so just relax over there. God damn it, I keep fucking this thing up. All right, so real quickly, we will uh, we'll pour a beer, and then we're going to go through this list. Lickety split. You saw this on the opening. I was uh, premiering the uh, the name of the the brewery, Arizona Wilderness. I can never say that word for some reason. This is called Southern Half. I do not have it pulled up on my untapped, so you'll have to give me a second to get that pulled up. I'm not sharing a pour with you. It's all the way over here on my on my shoulder, so it's kind of hard to to get that pour going. But so yeah, that's what this guy is. It's an India Pale Ale, and I don't know what that means. Senegua Malt. Probably brewed Arizona grown. I guess they grow this malt. It's got Nelson and Galaxy Hops in it. It's a double IPA. I'm digging it. Let's see if we can pull it up real quick. Give you a little bit more of a description of what we are drinking. Got a hat on, guys. I just came out of the hot tub. Came back from the uh, the district over there. Went to the yard house. Went to a a place called. Um, State 48 Brewery has some great beers, had a couple good sandwiches. I've got some pot stickers here that I brought home for Leia and me to, to munch on um, after I get done with this podcast. I went to Bar Louie, had some cocktails. So I've been out for a little bit. You know, Leia was worn out from our hike. It was hot out there in the sun and um, decided to... Just take some me time, you know. Let's see, southern half. Southern half, Arizona wilderness. There we go. This dip uses only hops native to the southern hemisphere. Showcasing Nelson and Galaxy, this beer has... Distinct aroma of tropical fruit and citrus. I'll give it a 4.25. Um, what do we have here? Let's go back. Southern half. Uh, has an average rating of 4.32. Which, is, again, I don't understand how we get a 4.32. I mean, the, the, the ratings go in quarter... Ratings, it goes 3, 3 3.25, 3.5, 3.75, 4, 4.25, 4.50. How do we get a 4.32? I don't understand how the math works on this goddamn thing. I really don't, I really don't understand how the math works. How do we get a 4.3 fucking 2? How do we not get a round number? It makes no sense to me. Um, I've had this thing a couple times. I've got some in the fridge. I like it. I think it's very good. <sighs> so we're going to talk about 30 observations after 30 days on the road. Well, the first thing I wrote down, we'll just go in order here. They're not in order as far as the way I saw them or did them, but I will go in order just to make it easier for myself. Um, I'm kind of pumped up right now, guys. Really, 
I wish I was wearing an Allegiant shirt from uh, Punchless MMA. Those guys, I watched their last episode that they just put out this week. Uh, Trey and Dale. Dale and Trey. I don't know who's is first in the list, but they are both um, equal partners, I guess, in the uh, Punchlist MMA podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go, to, go out there and check it out. Punchlist MMA. They are the number one sports betting, sports betting, MMA sports betting podcast on, uh, I don't know, on YouTube, on fucking MySpace, somewhere. They're number one, and people like them a lot. And they're putting out these shirts. And the fighters are wearing these shirts from uh, Bellator to UFC. They're wearing these walkout shirts, shirts that they walk out in. It's got their punch list uh, MMA logo and some other sponsors and stuff that they that they deal with. So I wish I was wearing one of those shirts. I'd be a li- little bit more pumped up. Or I, I, I am pumped up. I wish I was wearing a shirt to help get me pumped up even more. Allegiance uh, t-shirts from Punchlist MMA. Check those guys out. They're on YouTube. They're on Pod, uh, Podbean. They're on Spotify. They're on uh, iTunes Podcasts or whatever. Any of the places you can find podcasts, they are out there. And they're having a good time. Their last episode was phenomenal. Um, I feel like it was the first time they really kind of let loose. I mean, they always have some fun. They always do some jokes and, and banter with each other. But this last episode was spot on, man. Um, I gave him a couple kudos, a couple comments on the on the YouTubes. That's where I like to watch my podcast. I like to to see what's going on with the people, and I'm glad they do a YouTube version of it now. Um, yeah, get out there and check those guys out. So here's my list: 30 days. Here's number one: traveling during a pandemic is like being in a different country. You're not really sure of the rules, and you can't understand a word anyone says. This is, hands down, one of the, the first things I learned as I was traveling. You know, I left South Carolina, I went up through uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, down through Arkansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, went through all these different states. Every single one of them have different COVID-19 rules, which, you know, I get it. We're all in different places. Some of it's rural, some of it's uh, suburban. Uh, urban, there are different things going on in different parts of the country, but I don't know. I just feel like, well, I don't know. I feel like we should kind of be on the same page as far as all 50 states go, and we should have some some kind of standard rules set up uh, as far as, you know, mandatory mask wearing. Why not? Let's do that in every goddamn state, every county, every city. Um... Social distancing, of course. Now, as far as capacities and restaurants and closing down certain things, opening certain things, that's maybe a state to state, city to city, county to county type thing. But mask wearing should be mandatory across all 50 states at this point, especially when we're, you know, we're peaking out at 100,000, 120,000 cases and 1,000 to 1,300, 1,400 deaths a day. Um, you know, every couple of days we're pretty much having another 9-11. So why don't we get on the same page? And I think that's what Biden is going to bring to the table. I'm not going to get into politics, but... So yeah, going across all these states, everybody had different rules. Um, You know, I got got earbuds in, I got a mask on, I can't hear what people people are saying, I can't see their mouth, I can't wash their lips. 
and it's just it's like you're in a foreign country it's like uh, you're you're overseas somewhere you're in Japan and you have no idea what the rules are what am I supposed to do speaking of Japan you know I went to an Asian massage uh, yesterday yesterday morning I went to a place called Azure 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 A Z U R E how do you say that Azure 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 I don't know however you say it it's a reflexology massage they do a lot of stuff with the feet and reflexology uh, pressure points trigger points and type stuff in the feet had a 60-minute massage over there and of course it's an Asian massage so I walk in and the girl's like uh, she got a mask on she's like uh, appointment I'm like yes I uh, called in 20 minutes ago made appointment okay uh, you wait over here right right here right here and she's you know using hand gestures and whatever trying to tell me what to do I'm like okay she goes down the hallway she gets a room ready she comes back um, has me sign you know a, a waiver type form here sign this right here point points to the signature waves a pen in front of me you know communication I mean we're doing some some nonverbal type stuff whatever I get into the room and she's telling me she there's this little bin on the table it looks like one of those little bins I don't know if you've ever been in a hospital emergency room whatever and you're feeling sick and they give you one of these little little tiny fucking goddamn <laughs> containers that they want you to throw up in if you have to throw up and I'm like dude you need to give me a bucket you know I need something like if you're gonna give me something to throw up in you know I need this I need this to throw up in and they would give you a bin I'm trying to find something that uh, I mean you know just like a ugh, just like this shoe over here it'd be about the size of the shoe lengthwise widthwise and it'd be about this deep and they would give that to you to throw up in like come on man so anyway <laughs> what was I saying so she's pointing to this bin saying you know uh, put your stuff in here basically what she was saying so she was saying you know put your phone in there uh, your keys your wallet whatever you want to put in uh, this is little little container for your stuff I uh, sit down on the bed she comes back in with a, a big bucket of water and she's put some uh, chemicals some some salts and stuff into this thing and uh, has me sit down on the bed tells me put my feet into the to the thing I'm gonna soak my feet get them all prepped and, and warmed up for the reflexology reflexology massage and uh, you know I didn't know the Asian place I used to go to when I was in Somerville you got buck naked you laid down the table you you laid this little tiny towel over your your backside your butt your ass and uh, sometimes they would come in and just take that fucking towel and just fucking throw it on the goddamn floor and say here we go buddy here here's the show here is the massage um, <laughs> that was not the case here the case here was you keep your clothes on so I have my pants on I took my socks and shoes off obviously have my shirt on she did the whole leg thing the foot thing um, got all the way up to the to the thighs and then uh, had me turn over and I'm like okay now do you want me to take my shirt off and she said no no shirt off so I don't know if this place was just um, anti anti-naked or if it was a you know a covert precaution type thing or what was going on but normally I'm used to kind of getting pretty much naked uh, some people 
you know, maybe just keep their underwear on or whatever. But when I go into these places, you know, whether it be Massage Envy, Massage uh, Heights, whatever the fucking massage place is, I'm normally completely naked. Uh, this place was totally different, so something new for me. But anyway, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of communication problems going on because of the mask, because of COVID, because of the pandemic, because of the different rules. You don't know what's going on. You know what's happening. I gotta drink some of this beer. God damn it! We're twenty minutes in, and I'm only on number one of this list. Number two, always make sure you have enough gas to get you to the next spot. Well, it would stand the reason that you would think that I ran out of gas. I did not run out of gas. I was pretty damn close to it when I went up to... Uh, I went to... Um, fuck. It was in northern northwest Arizona, Arkansas. I went to Saddlebach Brewing Company. It was a uh, Harvest Host... Uh, spot that I was using. Uh, if you don't know, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but Harvest Host, you can sign up for 79 bucks for the entire year. I got a 15% off discount code. I signed up for 67 bucks for the entire year. So you're talking 12 months. That's a year, right? And what Harvest Host does is they partner with uh, different breweries, wineries, uh, farms, museums, all these different places across the country. There's over 1,300, I think, on this site. They partner with these guys, and these guys allow you to stay one night, and you can negotiate. Sometimes you can get two, maybe three nights out of it, but uh, at least one night for free. There's no hookups. Uh, you have, obviously, access to their facilities, so if they got bathrooms, whatever. They're not going to have showers, those type things, but they might have a bathroom that you can use. Uh, water fountain. Of course, you got all the amenities, not amenities, but all the uh, um, all the trinkets and stuff that they that they make or that they do. If it's a winery, it's a brewery. You know, you got beer, you got wine. Uh, I stayed at a distillery on the way over here. I stayed at a brewery, <clears throat> a couple of different breweries. Um, what was the other one I stayed at? I don't know. I can't remember, but. On my way into Saddlebog Brewing Company up in north, northwest uh, Arkansas, I was just about, <clears throat> I kept pushing. I kept saying, okay, next exit, next exit. Okay, I'll wait till the next exit. Okay, I don't feel like stopping yet. I don't have to go to the bathroom. I don't, have, I don't need anything to drink or to eat, so I'm going to wait till the next exit, next exit, next exit. And uh, the next exit thing will, will fucking kill you. It'll come back to bite you in a second, so... I almost did not make it to Saddlebog Brewing Company in Arkansas. Springdale, I think is the name of the, the, the town. But I just barely made it in there, got to a, a, a gas station, uh, pulled into there probably about 8 o'clock at night, so it was already dark. And, uh, man, I was, I was sweating a little bit, saying, man, um, I really should have paid attention to the gas and, and made sure that I got gas way before I got up into these mountains, because the mountains that I was in, I think it was called the, uh, it's called the Boston, the Boston Mountains, I think. God, I can't remember anything right now. I think it was called the Boston Mountains. And once I got up into those mountains, uh, you know, the fog started filling in, 
and I started sucking up a lot more gas. Of course, you know, the gas mileage went down, so I was really worried that I was not going to be able to get to the next uh, gas station, and I was going to be stuck on the side of the road in the middle of the night in the middle of Arkansas, which was a beautiful place to be stopped and, and stuck, really, but um, yeah, so there you go. That's number two. Uh, number three, Texas smells like a cow in heat. Yeah, like literally being on a steer farm. I mean, if you were to to go and pitch a tent on a steer farm, you know, with all the goats and the cows and the chickens and the pigs and the manure and the feed and the grass and the hay, imagine all those smells. And to me, that's what the entire state of Texas, the entire state that I drove across. From Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? I went from Arkansas to Oklahoma. I think. I'm very geographically challenged at the moment. Arkansas to Oklahoma, I think, and Oklahoma into Texas. And I drove the entire state of Texas to Amarillo that first night. And, uh, yeah. Just smelled like a giant cow in heat. Really. And I wasn't real fond of it. To be honest, I, I, I rolled the windows up. I put the AC on. I put it on recirculate so I didn't get the fresh air from the outside. I just I was not fond, fond of the smell at all. Uh, Oklahoma has the worst roads. Yeah, when I as soon as I as soon as I dropped into Oklahoma, it was one lane almost the entire goddamn state of Oklahoma. There was uh, construction going on. The left lane was closed. The right lane was closed. I'm pulling this eight-foot trailer behind me. Um, most of your highway lanes are about 12 feet across. Well, now you put these barriers on each side. It looks like you're closed in. I still have really the 12 feet that I normally have, but it's just the illusion that it gives you that you got barriers, you got cones on one side, maybe you got uh, you know concrete barriers on the other side, and you're closed in, you're tightened in, you're zeroed in, and it feels like you're into a six or an eight foot spot, but you're still 12 feet. So the, constru the construction sucks. And then, uh, especially that it was uh, close to dusk and being nighttime, it made it even worse. So knuckling, you know, the, the steering wheel, I'm looking at both my side mirrors. I got my extenders on there. I've got uh, side mirrors or side uh, cameras on my on my camper, and I've got a rear camera on the camper as well. But I'm just knuckling this thing. I'm constantly going back and forth, looking at the the side mirrors, making sure I can see the 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 solid line on one side, the dotted line on the other side. I've got Leia coming up into the console, into the middle console. She's like right here at my face, and I can't really see my right mirror because she's kind of blocking my view now. I can I can see the left, and I, I got to keep telling her, Leia, get in the fucking back seat. You're killing me here. I can't see fucking nothing. So the worst roads, Oklahoma, so far, that I've driven through. Uh, I wrote down here, Nashville is hip. Yeah, just a hip town, man. You know, I went to Fat Bottom Brewing Company. I went to Tailgate uh, Brewing Company. Uh, both locations are there. I stayed uh, at a wall, actually a Lowe's parking lot there. And we'll get to that in a second, but hit town, man. Went to a coffee shop, uh, slow, slow hand coffee, I think is what it was called. 
did a bunch of stuff, man. It was hip. It was nice. It was uh, cool. All the people were, were, were cool. Um, every beer I got, every coffee I got, every uh, uh, food item I got was extremely good. Did I tell you guys I just got out of the hot tub? Yeah, I came back. That's why I got a hat on. My hair is all my hair's all wet, and it's probably just uh, not looking too great, <laughs> really. So I decided to put my hat back on that I had when we were out hiking today. Oh, driving into the sun sucks. And that's uh, pretty much when I was driving through Oklahoma. It was the, the biggest uh, sunset drive that I did coming west. So when you're coming west, what happens? Well, the sun is setting in the west, so you're driving into the west. The sun is setting just like this light that's fucking sitting right here in front of me that I just blinded myself looking into. The sun is setting down in front of you. Uh, you put your visor down. It only does so much. You know, once the sun gets to a certain point, the visor doesn't even uh, cover it. Um, you know, you've got bugs on the windshield. You got some dust and stuff, some some dirt, some dust, some grime from the from the road. It's causing shadows and, and stuff going on. So driving into the sun, it seems like it would be very cool and interesting and exciting, but not so much. kind of sucks. Uh, I wrote down here number seven, learn dog first aid. Well, you know, I stayed out at my first uh, kind of boondocking station out there in Saddle Mountain, which is in Tonopah, Arizona. And we stayed out in Saddle Mountain. It's uh, 11 miles away from, from anything, really. So the, the closest thing back to me was 11 miles. You go out there, you drive out, you just pick a spot. I mean, there's no cost to it. It's all free, uh, public land. Excuse me. You go out there, you have no facilities. You have no you know bathrooms. You have no showers. You have no water. You have nothing. You're all self-contained, and that's what this... You know this travel trailer is i've got uh, you know i've got a bed i've got a sink i've got i've got water tanks i've got uh, waste tanks i've got batteries i've got solar power i've got a generator if i need it so i'm all self-contained in here so i can go out and boondock for probably at least a couple weeks it, it, you know if i manage my 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 energy and stuff and my uh supplies correctly i can go out there for about two weeks easily maybe even three I've got a I've got a spare uh, propane tank, and uh, as long as the sun's out, which it is in Arizona, Nevada, California, you know, plenty of sunshine, so I can re reduce uh, my batteries with my solar power. But first aid, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, we got out there, and there's a ton of trails out there, a bunch of land to walk around on, and uh, really the first time that uh, that Lay and I have been out in the desert. Walking around, um, the second day we got uh, two cholos. I guess they're called cholos, C H O L L O. I think we got two different cholos in in uh, Leia's foot. Uh, the first one was in her front right paw, and she stepped right down on it. And I could tell uh, as soon as she did it, she started kind of limping and and keeping that foot off the ground. She was walking on three feet. I go over there and look at her paw, and probably about 10 to 15 different stickers. You know, I pull off this big bulbous kind of uh, ball. I pull that off, throw it to the ground, and once I pull that off, there was about 10 to 15 different uh, 
little burrs, stickers, pricks, whatever you want to call them, in her paw. Didn't have anything with me. Um, since then, I've learned to take some tweezers with me. I've learned to take some, uh, um, what do you call them? Um, All-purpose knives. I got one over here. I'll show it to you. All-purpose knives. I think I've got one up here somewhere. Hold on, guys. Stand by. Yeah, one of these guys. So I've learned to take, you know, one of these guys out there with me. You unfold it. You got some, uh, some needle nose pliers right there. So, yeah. I didn't have any of that stuff with me. And I've learned that I need to take some of that stuff with me, but I had to sit there and literally, you know, trying with my little tiny fingernails to pull out all these 15 different burrs, stickers, whatever, out of her paw. She didn't like it, so it took even longer than it should have taken because, you know, why do I keep fucking with my hat? Because she didn't want me to do it. She kept, you know, pouring her paw away while I was trying to pull them out, so... Make sure to carry some tweezers, whatever. Um, that same day, we walked up, and she got her left uh, back paw. She got one, right, if this is the top of her foot, you know. She got one, like, right on this uh, this finger right here, this paw. Boop, right on the top there. And she kind of, you know, wasn't as bad because it wasn't on the bottom of her foot. It was on the top of her foot, but still was not too too friendly. So I pulled that out. That one came out all in one piece. So that's uh, some doggy self-aid buddy care that you need to learn. Is how to, number one, at least take splinters out. But if she would have done something else, you know, maybe I need to bandage it up. Maybe I need to splint it, whatever. So you carry some bandages with you. Carry some, uh, you know, you got sticks out there that you can make a splint with, whatever. If she was to break a break a leg or something like that. But... She did break a fingernail, and I don't think I can pull it up. I don't think I have that picture on my iPad. Let's find out. Let's see. Oh, I do have it right here. We'll import this real quick. I'll show it to you. There we go. It's right there, if you can see it. I don't know if you can or not, but her nail on that side is split in half. I mean, pretty much right down the middle. Not down the middle, but halfway, you know, down the nail. It is split. So I'm looking at that. It gave me chills. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? She doesn't seem to be, you know, even notice it or whatever. Uh, when I touch it, obviously she doesn't like that too much. So I was thinking about it, I did some Google searches on it, and I said, man, what do I do? I have no idea what to do with this thing. Um, you know, do I do I cut it off? Do I just leave it there? Do I tape it up? Do I buddy tape it to the next toe? What do I do? How do I fix this thing? So I thought about it over and over and over, and I said, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sleep on it and I'll I'll come back to that thing in the morning. 
when I woke up the next morning, I went to go take care of it with some clippers and get it, <laughs> get it off of there. And I guess she ate it. I guess she ate it overnight because when I came to it, it was no longer there. And I was afraid because, you know, it's part of the quick. And then if I was going to clip it and get rid of it, there's blood vessels, there's nerves and stuff in there. It was going to be painful. There's going to be a lot of blood. But somehow she got rid of it on her own. She ate it, something. She cauterized her own wound. Uh, she did her own self-aid buddy care. So there you go. Water is life. Basically what I meant there was, this is number eight, by the way, that, uh, you know, you're out there boondocking this place for a week, two weeks, three weeks. You got to have water because there's no water out there for you. So make sure you got plenty of water. Uh, on your walks, in your vehicle, in your RV. Number nine, desert sunsets are amazing. I mean, speaks for itself. They are amazing. I mean, you're on the West Coast, you know. I grew up on the East Coast. The sun's setting on the West. It's coming up on the East. We've got some great sunrises, but the sun sets, man, you can't beat them over here on the West. Arizona, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington. Desert winds are no joke. Well, yeah, they're no joke. I mean, we had um, consistently out when I was at the boondocking site. Haven't been too bad here, actually, but at the boondocking site, probably half of the days, easily half of the days, maybe more than half that we were out there. We were out there seven days. Um, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds consistently. And then gust up to 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. So had a camp chair. It's way down, it's way down the road. I had my solar panel set up. It got knocked over millions of times. Had to figure out a way to finagle it to not have it uh, get knocked over and get unplugged. So a lot of times I thought I was charging and I was not charging. Uh, the rug itself, the, I have a, a nice um, indoor outdoor rug that I put out the front door of the camper that goes underneath my, my, um, my awning with my lights and everything woke up a couple mornings and that thing was you know over here when it was supposed to be over here <laughs> uh shoes some socks i mean everything that i would leave outside to kind of air out whatever kind of got blown around a little bit so the winds are no joke and you know when you're sitting in this camper at night you know it's three thousand pounds it's 168 square feet somewhere around there when those winds pick up even though you got the stabilizing jacks down in all four corners, you got your tongue jack down, so you kind of got five points of contact on the ground. This thing still just kind of, it's just blowing all over the place, and it's kind of fun, really. It's like being on a ship, you know, if you've ever been on a ship or a boat and uh, slept on it, and it's kind of the rocking of the water and stuff. Kind of same thing with wind, but. Um, Never really had any time where I felt like uh, the RV was going to tip over. When I was at the Walmart, actually, in, um, oh, where was the Walmart? That was in uh, Amarillo, Texas, when I stopped at this Walmart overnight stay before I stayed at the RV park there in Amarillo. The winds probably were gusting at 40 to 50 mile an hour winds, and I did not have the stabilizing jacks down. It was just an overnight stay. Pulled in, stay connected to the truck, and 
there was a couple times I felt like, oh man, we're about to we're about to tip over on this goddamn thing, but it did not happen. Uh, eleven, twelve. People are people. People love dogs. I mean, self-explanatory, right? You go across the country. People are just people. Everywhere you go, they're the same. You know, there's some nuances. There's some differences from state to state and things, but really, people are just people. They're just out there living their lives, doing their things, raising a, raising a family, going to work, uh, going home, exercising. Loving the one they're with. I mean, the people are just doing the same thing pretty much across the, the entire United States. They might do it a little differently or a little bit different uh, time step than other places, but I think we're all just uh, trying to get along and trying to raise a family and just do our, do our best, you know. <clears throat> people love dogs. You know, I wrote that. I think that's true for the most part. But I think there's some people that hate dogs. Um, people love certain dogs more than other dogs. I happen to have a fantastic dog. She's very uh, great temperament. Um, doesn't <clears throat> doesn't bark. Doesn't make a sound. It's not aggressive. Doesn't uh, bite anybody. Doesn't jump up on anybody. You know, she'll maybe jump up. Not jump, but she'll 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 pop up to try and give you a little hug or something, maybe a little kiss. But she's not jumping up aggressively. Uh, does very well on a leash. So I think people love Leia. People might not lo love all dogs. Let's put it that way. Uh, boondocking is the ultimate freedom. Yeah, like I said, you're out there all by yourself. You know. At the peak of the time when I was staying, staying out at Saddle Mountain, I'm going to stay at a couple other boondocking spots here in the near future. I'm, I'm at a camp right now, a resort, with uh, full hookups and jacuzzi, pool, billiards, shuffleboard, horseshoes. <laughs> I mean, everything you can imagine. Laundry, showers, bathroom. But uh, when I get back out to a boondocking spot, it's just the ultimate freedom. I mean, you're out there. There was maybe seven to eight people at the peak of the time that I was out at Saddle Mountain. And that's not right on top of each other. I mean, that's very well dispersed. I mean, you're talking... I mean, you're talking an eighth of a mile in between anybody even close to you. And, and way more than that, really. So you could do whatever you wanted to do. I mean, you, you crank your TV, TV up, nobody's going to hear you. You crank your generator on, nobody gives a fuck. Um, you're in your trailer masturbating, listening to some porn. Nobody cares. Nobody can hear it. You, um, you know, comes up to one of my other things on the list that, uh, outdoor showers are liberating. I, I've got an outdoor shower. So instead of me, this is where you got to manage your, your resources. So instead of me taking a shower in the camper, in my travel trailer, in the shower, and letting all that water run down into the drain and into the what we call the gray water tank and filling up my 31 gallons of, of gray water tank, I can take a shower outside. I've got hot and cold water out there. I've got a hot, you know, hot water heater that runs off electric or gas. I can take a shower outside uh, with some organic, you know, biodegradable, earth-friendly shampoo, uh, soap, 
and just let all that stuff run into the ground and not worried about it collecting in my tanks and filling up my tanks. Uh, that way I don't have to go, you know, uh, sometime soon and go empty my tanks because I can't just empty them on the ground with most stuff like that. I've got to, uh, I got to take it to a dump site, especially for, you know, the toilet and things like that. So just different things. Boon boondocking is liberating. I mean, you're, you're able to do stuff out there, you know, kind of like a campsite. If you're out in there in a tent, you don't have uh, a shower and a bathroom, and all the stuff you have the land that you now, um, go do your stuff. on. So it's very liberating. It's very freeing in that respect. Uh, luckily, it's, you know, I'm in the Arizona desert, and during the daytime, it's 70, 80, sometimes 90 degrees, so. But I do have hot water, so it's easier to do that outside. Um, and that leads us to number 17. We'll kind of jump ahead, never take a long hot shower for granted. So even though it's liberating to take a hot shower, and, or a shower in general, outside, and not have to worry about... Uh, Who's, who's watching you, whatever, you don't have to be confined into this space. You can just take a shower and just be out there free in the sunshine and the daylight or at night. Um, don't take for granted a nice, hot, long shower that you could take like I do here in the camper now that I'm connected to a fresh water supply, a constant water supply, and I've got my, um, my sewage drain constantly hooked up to my sewer and I can just take a shower for an hour if I wanted to. Well, maybe not that long because my hot water heater probably wouldn't last that long. It's only six gallons of hot water, but I think six gallons. Um, but I'm at the campsite. I've got a shower over here. I can go in and take a shower for two hours if I want to. So don't take that for granted. It's a nice thing. And that's the great thing about being out here on the road is all the things that you took for granted in your nice, you know, 2,400, 3,000 square foot house with your three bathrooms and all your bedrooms and your constant electricity and, and water and, and heat and uh, hot water tanks, you know, that are 30 gallons or whatever. You take all that for granted until you get on the road. And then you realize um, that those are niceties. Where are we here? Sunblock, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mentioned sunblock. I didn't get a sunburn. I'm getting a nice tan, actually. But, you know, my father and a bunch of people, my, my grandfather, his father, had, uh, you know, lesions taken off of their, their arms, their face, their head, the top of their head, their ears, um, you know, cancerous lesions from sun poisoning from the sun. So you just want to make sure you wear a sunblock out there. And I've, I brought a ton of sunblock and sunscreen with me. So I've got an, right now an unlimited supply of that. So I just wanted to make a note that sunblock is super important. Uh, old people get up way too early. And number 16, dogs get up way too early. So both of them get up way too early for my taste. I was a night owl because I was a bartender. I would work till 11 midnight one o'clock sometimes and um you know i didn't get up till 10 11 12 o'clock in, in the afternoon that's just lifestyle lived and uh when you're out here in some of these of course boondocking you know i could stay 
in the camper for as long as I wanted to, but I had this dog that said, hey, it's five o'clock, six o'clock, sun, sun's up, guys, sun's up, come on. I want to go outside, I want to go potty, I want to do, I want to get out, do something. Uh, same thing with these old people, man. I'm, I'm over here in these parks. Uh, didn't happen while I was boondocking. Much, much quieter, much more serene boondocking. I can't wait to actually get back out for, for a 14 day stay somewhere on my own because in these parks, you know, you're pretty much butted up. I mean, all the, the different slots, uh, slabs of concrete or whatever, your hookups are pretty much right next to each other. And, you know, the quiet hours end in this particular RV park at 7 o'clock a.m. Um, and they go back into effect at 10 p.m. But at 7 a.m., I'm laying in bed and fucking people are goddamn blowing leaves. They're fucking washing their cars. They're washing their RVs. They're slamming doors. They're outside talking to each other. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Oh, let's go for a walk. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to goddamn sleep over here. And then my dog gets up because they're all making noise. My dog's like, hey, let's get up. What are you doing? Let's go outside. What's going on? So between the two of them, it's really changed my, uh, my habits as far as going to sleep and as far as getting up. So not a bad thing, but I did like the, uh, number one, uh, being at my house where I had two doggy doors where the dog could do whatever the fuck she wanted to do. Didn't have to bother me to go out in or out. Um, and I could stay asleep whenever I wanted to and didn't have to worry about any noise or anything. Um, that was number one. What was number two? <laughs> number two was, who cares what number two was? Um, I have wonderful kids. That's just a side note. That's number 18. Uh, getting back here and being able to see my oldest son there in Flagstaff and his wife, Megan, and, and her family and uh, all the in-laws and everything else just made me realize how great of a of a son I have and all his extended family. And I'm going to meet up with my younger son here uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I'm going to pick him up in uh, Phoenix. Haven't seen him in over three years, so oh, wonderful times. Nineteen combat showers have returned. What's a combat shower? Well, when you're in uh, Iraq or Kuwait or Afghanistan or any of these uh, places fighting a war for your country, you don't always have access to a shower, and you use wipes basically. Um, I've got four packs right now in the camper of, uh, dude wipes, but any wipe will do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to, you know, you wipe your underarms, you wipe your neck, you wipe your face off, you wipe your crotch, you wipe your feet, you wipe your ass, uh, you know, your ears, maybe not in that order, but, um, yeah, you just got to take care of yourself. So it's called a combat shower. We don't have access to a shower, to water. You just gotta, you gotta wipe off and kind of keep yourself clean and keep yourself from getting, you know, an infection, a yeast infection or jock itch, um, athlete's foot, whatever. You just gotta wipe off. You gotta keep yourself clean. So that's combat showers. Uh, Rain sounds amazing in a travel trailer. That's just, it's kind of like a house with a tin roof. 
Uh, free Wi-Fi does not mean good Wi-Fi. Like, as a matter of fact, right now, I haven't been able to use this Wi-Fi not one time since I've been at this RV park. And it says free, you know, advertised, free Wi-Fi. Last place I stayed, free Wi-Fi. Couldn't get shit on it. Couldn't do anything with it. I couldn't do this podcast with it. Uh, that was in Amarillo, Texas, actually. Uh, this one, same thing. I can't watch Netflix on it. I can't watch Amazon. I can't do a podcast with it. I can't link my phones and my, my, my sources together with it. I'm using a hotspot right now. AT&T, hotspot. Always remember to stow your stairs. Yeah, when I left, um, I left Jackson, Tennessee, I think. And, uh, you know, I thought I had everything done. I thought I had all my leveling jacks up, my tongue jack. I thought I had uh, everything locked. I had everything stowed. I had my chains hooked up. I had my, my brakes hooked up, my lights, you know, my uh, connector for all my lights, uh, turn signals, all that kind of stuff, my camera. And I'm going through this construction zone. And before that, it was kind of a wide open interstate. I hadn't been looking at my mirrors at all or my my cameras or any of the stuff uh, just kind of driving cruising just going down the, down the lane i came into this construction zone so i started kind of paying attention to my mirrors making sure i'm in the lane and i look over into my left mirror and i notice my damn i got a two-tier you know stair thing that's uh hanging out over here so i've got an eight-foot trailer with those stairs coming out i've now got an extra two feet on the right side of the uh, the trailer there. So I've got, now I'm eight, nine, 10, now I'm 10 feet out in a 12 foot lane, but I'm in a construction zone, so it looks a little tighter. Anyway, I look over there and I'm like, holy fuck, my damn stairs are down. Stairs could have easily just kind of wrenched, you know, and raked across these uh, concrete barriers and just ripped the stairs right off. Probably would have fucking shifted the frame I mean, it would have done some major damage if I would have hit those stairs on any of those concrete barriers um, haphazardly. So immediately, as soon as I could, pulled over to the side of the road, stowed the stairs. So make sure you put your stairs up. Uh, it's a checklist I have that is very valuable of <laughs> things that you need, to, you need to do when you set up camp and things you need to do before you leave camp. Um, very necessary things. Uh, number 23, always remember to flush your toilet before getting back on the road. Um, when was it? It was... I think when I left Arkansas. I'm not sure. I'm just going to I'm gonna tell a lie right here and just say that it was... When I left Arkansas and I went to Oklahoma, I stopped at a place called The Garage which was a burger joint, which is the best burger I've had so far on the road. It was a bison burger. But I stopped, and uh, when we got to the garage, I got out. I went into the trailer to get a couple things. I walked into the bathroom, opened the door. The entire floor has got a whole bunch of... I was going to say crap on it, but it wasn't crap. So what I would do sometimes is when I was stopped at a place, instead of constantly flushing the toilet and using water and filling up the uh, the black tank, it, if I 
it was kind of like if you're at your house, right? Uh, or, or sometimes at a restaurant, it'll say, if it's yellow, let it mellow, which means don't flush it if it's just pee. If it's brown, flush it down, right? You ever heard of that? So I was going by the, the point that it was yellow, let it mellow. So I, I peed a couple times into the toilet. I didn't want to flush it and waste water and fill up my tank and, and use up valuable space in my tank without knowing when I was going to hook up again and, and have a dump station where I could dump everything. So I was trying to conserve, you know, tank space. So I peed a couple times in there. And then there's also these little packets of uh, enzymes that you put into the, into the, the tanks to dissolve and kind of chemically fuck up all the, all the waste that goes in there, whether it be paper, shit, whatever. So I had peed a couple times and the best way to put one of these things in there is to dissolve it in the water. So you can either fill the, you can either fill the, the, uh, the bowl with water, put it in there, let it dissolve and let the, let the enzymes come out. It's kind of like one of the, you know, like the dishwater little tablets or whatever that you put in a dishwasher. So I peed in there a couple of times. I had a little bit of pee going on. I dropped one of those in there to dissolve. That way it had the enzymes in there to break up all the, all the goo that was going down into the toilet. Well, before I hit the road that next day, I did not flush it all down and get rid of that water. So when you're traveling, hold on. When you're traveling in these RVs and you're going up and down the roads, it's basically a mini tornado in this thing. I mean, this thing is bouncing around. Everything's, you know, like when you're in an airplane, people tell you not to open the overhead compartments or to be careful when opening up the overhead compartments because items may have shifted during flight. Same thing. Items may have shifted during flight while we're on the road in this RV, in this travel trailer. And that's what had happened is all this water was going around in this tornado and it is sloshed out of the, out of the toilet and onto the floor. Luckily there was no shit in there. It was just pee and the enzyme packet. So that was a mess. So that's why I wrote that note down. Always flush your toilet before getting on the road. Uh, not all Walmart, not all Walmarts uh, allow overnight parking. What am I going to say there? I pulled into Nashville and I was trying to find just a quick, quick spot to, to stop. I had some brake issues going on, which is my next uh, number here. 25 brakes are necessary. So the entire time from South Carolina all the way through to Nashville, Tennessee, I was having some brake squeal and some uh, some noise, some grinding. And I said, oh man, it's no big deal. It was coming from the back end. So it was the, the rear brakes. I'd replaced the rear brakes on, on the driver's side. I did not replace them on the, the passenger side. Um, the entire time, which I guess it was, a combination of the two really, but the entire time I thought I had the noise coming from the driver's side. And I said, well, I didn't put that brake squeal fucking gel on there that you're supposed to put on there when you replace the pads. And I thought it was just that. I thought there was just a little bit of squeal going on because I didn't put that that uh, stop, squeak, or stop squeal uh, compound on there. Well, come to find out, I was fucking killing my brakes the entire way. I mean, I, I don't know how many miles I had gone at that point to Nashville. 
I could look it up, but I'm not going to. But from Somerville, South Carolina to Nashville, Tennessee, I had ridden on these bad brakes. And apparently the calipers on both of the back, both of the back brakes had seized up and they weren't uh, releasing. You know, the, when you press the brakes, you're supposed to press onto the, to the pads. The pads press onto the rotors. You stop. When you release the brake, the calipers come back, the pads come back, they come off of the rotors, everything is free. Well, apparently the calipers, the pistons on the calipers were in constant uh, press mode. So they were pressing those pads the entire trip and just warmed down to the metal. <laughs> so I got, I pulled into Nashville. It was uh, late at night. It was like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And I said, man, I, I got to stop. I can't go any further. I was going to try and push through through the night and get to uh, get into Oklahoma or into Arkansas, and um, I finally stopped and said, "Man, I got to stop." So I pulled up my app and I said, "You know, Walmart's near me that uh, that allow overnight parking." This Walmart came up. I pulled in. I get into the Walmart. I pull up. I, I pull up to a, a, a light post, and there's a sign on there that says, "No overnight parking." No longer had I read that sign, the security guard comes pulling up, pulls up right up to my window. Hey, can I help you, buddy? I'm like, yeah, I pulled up in here because I thought this was an overnight parking uh, Walmart, according to the app that I pulled up. And he said, no, not anymore. I guess there's been some uh, some problems and the, the management said no longer any overnight parking over here. So you can, you can park here for about two hours and that's it. And I said, well, that doesn't help me out. I got a brake problem. I can't be on the road any further. It's it's unsafe for me to be on the road. I need to find a place to park and I need to to get up tomorrow morning and, and find a place to replace these brakes. So he said, well, you can go over here into the, to the Lowe's parking lot and uh, they'll let you park over there without towing you, but you got to be out of there before the before the managers show up in the morning. I said, okay, what, is, what time is that? And he said, well, it's like 6 a.m. in the morning when they when they show up to open the store up. <laughs> I said, all right. I said, I can do that. So sorry, my mouth was dry. So I pull in over there. I wake up at uh, 6 a.m. in the morning. I throw some clothes on. I take lay out for a walk. I walk in the Lowe's and I walk in and talk to uh, the general manager. I said, look, I got some bad brakes. I'm not safe to be on the road. I'm, I'm afraid they're going to seize up. I got to get these brakes fixed while I'm in town. I'm coming in from South Carolina, traveling across the country. I'm a full-time RVer, blah, blah, blah. Is it okay if I if I park here? Are you going to tow me? I, I just don't want to be towed in your parking lot. Is it okay if I stay here until my brakes get fixed and then I'll pull out? No problem, sir. Stay here as long as you need. I'm not going to tow you. Um, as long as you know, you know, as long as you let me know, that's fine. Uh, if the security comes up and asks you any questions, just tell them that you talk to me, the general manager at Lowe's, and we've got it all approved. So, not all Walmarts allow you to overnight park, but uh, I think pretty much anybody will. If, if you go in and talk to them, if you've really got an issue, I think if you go in and, and explain it to them and uh, be cordial, I think they'll hook you up. Breaks are necessary. We just talked about that. Number 26, <clears throat> yes, it is you that smells. Um, and you don't know. I mean, sometimes you're sitting there, <laughs> you're sitting there, you're walking around, or maybe you go to a restaurant or something, or you're sitting here on the couch, or 
whatever and you like you smell in your upper lip you like uh you smell in your hands you smell in your underarm um you know you smell your feet you, you pick up your socks and you smell on your shoes like what the fuck is smelling and it's you it's you so you got to make sure you're 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 using those combat showers and that you use the outside shower if you got the the means to do it you know they make some things where you can set up a little privacy area area outside and actually use your outside shower but if you're boondocking i mean you're pretty much out there on your own so you can do what you want to do but yeah you just got to take care of yourself a little bit more and it took me a, a couple days to figure that out you know i had to go buy some wipes and and get some sprays and some deodorant and some powders and whatever um it takes a little bit more to make sure that you're not funky out here on the road new mexico breakfast burritos are the best i mean not much else to say about that i mean i stopped at a place in new mexico got a breakfast burrito and it besides the burritos that i used to get when i was in uh, recruiting school and i went to recruiting school uh, for the air force back in San, Ant San Antonio, Texas, 98, 1998. And those are probably the best breakfast burritos I've, I've had, if I'm being honest. But the New Mexico one that I had rivals the best that I've had. So, so far on my trip, it's the best I've had. Let's put it that way. 28 was outdoor showers are liberating. We already talked about that. 29, dust in the desert is no joke. When I left uh, my boondocking spot out there at Saddle Mountain and came up here to the Destiny RV Resort here in uh, Goodyear, Arizona, I had to give this thing a, a total wipe down. You know, I took a whole bunch of wipes. Actually, I didn't take wipes. Paper towels, and I've got some, you know, antibacterial spray. Had to wipe down everything. Everything in here had a quarter inch of dust on it. Sand, dirt from that desert. You know, we had all the windows open. It was hot out there. We had the windows open trying to get some air, some breeze. We couldn't run the AC unless I was on the generator. So it was pretty much just trying to get airflow going. Excuse me, when you open up all those windows and the doors and the screen door, everything, all that dust just comes right in. And it's a pain in the ass. But when I got here, excuse me, god damn it, got here, pulled everything out of the RV, swept it all out, wiped everything down, got everything nice and clean and fresh and smelling good. and Nice. Number 30. Pretty much just said, life is good, was what number 30 was. And that is a true statement. So, all right, we did an hour and seven minutes of bullshit. A few people wanted me to talk about the list. That's the list. Nothing too fantastic that went on. Um, I'm sure there'll be more stories from the road here soon. So stay tuned. And we'll talk to you soon. Basically. Hey, how about this though? Be good to each other. Be kind. Fucking help each other out. Let's be Americans. Let's be civilized let's be 
humanitarians. Let's 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 all get along. Let's relax. Let's. <laughs> I think we've uh, felt a new vibe here since the election is going on. That uh, you know, I, th I think everybody wants to get along again and not be at each other's throats like we've been for the last four years. So let's do that, guys. Talk to you soon. Love you.